Charlie Wright is an investment advisor representative with Partner Vest Advisory Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. The views and opinions expressed by our guests are for informational purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the views of Partner Vest Advisory Services, LLC, or Charlie Wright. Partner Vest and our guests are unaffiliated companies. No information in this discussion is intended to provide investment, tax, or legal advice to any person, nor is it an offer to sell any security. Welcome to the Strategic Investor. Join us as we interview some of the world's most productive asset managers and uncover sophisticated and unique investment strategies in the markets. Here is your host, Charlie Wright. Hello and welcome to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net. I'm Charlie Wright and today is March 6, 2015. We're very pleased to be talking with Warren Wall, founder and CEO of W. Wall & Company, Inc. He talks to us from their world headquarters in Asheville, North Carolina. Warren, welcome to Strategic Investor Radio. Thank you, Charlie. I appreciate you having me on. Okay, we're looking forward to hearing from you. So, Warren, let's begin with a little of uh, background of yourself and of W. Wall and Company. Oh, gosh. I, I've been in the financial services industry since actually the early 80s. Got started as a uh, stockbroker and uh, made my, my climb higher up the ladder, if you will, into the financial planning arena. And my focus today with my firm is a, I'm a certified financial planner helping clients who are close to or already in retirement uh, with risk management. Okay, with risk management. Now, also, I know that uh, you're all about active investment management. Define risk management and active investment management for us as you practice it. Well, I I, I narrow investment management down to two broad categories. The the first and most common is what we call buy and hold. Typically, that's where a client will put together a portfolio of stocks, bonds, and hold them for usually a longer period of time. Active management, or what we also call tactical, takes a client or takes the view that there are times you ought to be invested in stocks. There are times you ought to be invested in bonds, but most definitely there are times you should not be invested in either. And when you're not invested in stocks and bonds, you should be probably positioned in lower risk uh, assets that protect your capital while markets drop and then are designed to bring you back into the markets when, when they're when they're healthier. So what tool, what magical tools do you use here, uh, Warren, to determine uh, in active management when someone should be in and out of various markets? Right. I, I can uh, tell you there are no crystal balls. There are no magic uh, methods that I can uh, tell your listeners. But, but I can share with you some strategies that uh, we do follow, that we believe in, and they're technical-based uh, uh, analysis that help us define when we're in an up market trend uh, and also when we're in a downtrend. And by simply having the discipline to follow the, uh, if we, we, we use what are called mathematical market algorithms, by following the buy and sell uh, signals that those algorithms generate, uh, we, we feel, uh, based on our history, that we can make better decisions 
about uh, growing our, our our clients' capital, and then more importantly, protecting it against these big, large market declines that can and do happen. So tell us a little, uh, I noticed on your website that you use a particular phrase, persistence of performance, and that's part of the foundation of the signals that you employ. Tell us what persistence of performance means in terms of your active investment management strategies. Happy to do so, Charlie. Probably the root of that concept is in the classroom that we, in the physics classroom that, that you and I had in high school, we learned about this concept called the law of motion by Sir Isaac Newton. And Newton came up with this concept that a body in motion remains in motion till an opposite force uh, stops it. The same is true with investing. Uh, we There are studies that go back and look at how certain asset classes, when moving up or moving, tend to continue to move uh, in the uh, in the short term, at least, usually within the six to eighteen month time frame. And if you can identify a leader, a market leader, stock or bond, and capture and get on it early enough, you have the opportunity to ride that asset class higher. Uh, before it hopefully fades out. And by being able to identify what those leaders are and, and making those changes when timely typically results in a performance result that is higher in return, potentially higher in return, and lower in risk. I see. And so basically this is kind of a trend-following system that you're talking about. It, it's really a combination of trend-following uh, identifying when the market trends are are, are higher or, or going lower. But it also marries the concept of a momentum strategy. And momentum is typically uh, a fancy word for uh, or a concept of, of, of taking a portfolio of stocks or bonds and comparing them to a peer group and if they are a, a, a better performing asset or stock within the peer group, we would purchase that. So the design of any system, in my view, should identify what to buy, when to buy, and when to sell it. So by the combining a trend following with a momentum strategy, we feel uh, that's the best combination of two uh, concepts uh, to accomplish uh, our goals. So, Warren, do you apply this strategy to stocks, to bonds, to mutual funds, to ETFs? What is it you apply to? Uh, it, it, and again, it depends. We offer a number of programs that are that invest in a combination of ETFs, stocks, and mutual funds. So, are you picking the individual stocks? We 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 tend not to get involved in stock picking. What we do instead is we buy broad-based sector ETFs, and we buy the, we buy the sector, which could uh, contain hundreds of stocks that make up that sector. So we buy the broad-based market index. So uh, an example of that would be to purchase uh, the mid-cap value uh, index that... Uh, you can buy ETFs, or you can buy mutual funds that mimic or uh, mimic that index. 
So I might only have to buy one to purchase the whole market, and, and that's what we do. And you do this for uh, equities as well as uh, fixed income and international? What, what we've discovered is that uh, both stocks and bonds trend, and with, with, with uh, different tactical pr- approaches, but similar in that the goal is to identify a trend so that you're in it when it's going up and out of it when it's going down. Okay, so this is a basically a trend-following system in uh, various sectors and markets. So, for example, you may be in or out of uh, a sector such as uh, energy, technology, uh, semiconductors, healthcare, etc. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, including uh, large cap uh, international, emerging market international, etc. Well, our, one of our, to give you an example, one of our, our, our primary programs is called Tactical Market Leader, where we actually look at a universe of seven broad-based indices that uh, range from small cap, mid cap, large cap, growth, and value. Uh, also, the international indexes, but there are seven of them. And we, uh, we try to, every 30 days, do a, a, a momentum screen that will pop up for the next month what the stronger of that group is. And so, for example, this past month, we, we got the momentum screens that shifted us out of large cap value into small cap growth. And, and, and who knows what will be at the next 30-day cycle, but what, what it did is it, it put us in alignment with where the market was going. And in, and in alignment with what assets were moving. And and do you invest in one a single position, a single ETF, or do you invest in you know you've got a you've got a menu of seven investments it sounds like, and so you you can invest in all seven, or do you invest in the one that's moving the fastest, or what do you do? In in the strategy I'm referring to is called the tactical market leader index strategy. We're only buying one index. But we're rotating in and out of those seven, or rolling from within those seven on a 30-day basis. But because it's a broad-based index, those indexes contain hundreds, are represented by hundreds of stocks. So we're actually buying a a really diverse holding in that broad-based index. But it's a single index. It's a a single particular market, we, we could say. That's correct. And, and, and so tell us, um, in doing that, uh, isn't that particularly uh, challenging to do this every 30 days and put all your eggs in one basket, so to speak? Well, again, I want to emphasize that you, it, you know, a single index, oh, oh, from a standpoint of putting all your eggs in one basket, I uh, totally concur you would never, <laughs> you'd never want an investment strategy where you put it all in just one item. This is just representing one of the many programs we use in, in our practice. We diversify strategies. So this is just happens to be one strategy where we would employ uh, growth assets in a TML index, but we have a number of other growth strategies that follow similar uh, tactical strategy, strategic moves, but it uses a different universe of, of asset classes. For example, 
uh, one program uses mutual funds. So we allocate between a universe of top-ranked mutual funds up to 10, uh, 10 funds in a, in a portfolio. And of those 10, they may change. Two, three funds may drop on, some come back on uh, at the end of a 30-day cycle. Okay. You know, a quick question before we go on break here, Warren. Uh, you say that you measure this every 30 days. What is the look-back period? Is it a 30-day period? Is it shorter? Is it longer? Is it multiple uh, periods? Well, uh, actually, Charlie, that starts getting into some of the, the secret sauce. I see. Okay. <laughs> In terms of exactly what we do. But I would share with you that we do follow the uh, persistence of performance rules that suggests that performance or the momentum of an asset class typically uh, can dictate its future move, but generally no further out than 18 months. So we, in our practice, we use a screen of multiple look-back periods and then average out that screen so that we're capturing a combination of shorter-term term movement and waiting that shorter-term movement to intermediate and longer-term movement up to that 18-month period of time. Gotcha. So, Warren, hold that right there. We need to take a break for just a minute. We're talking with Warren Wall, founder and CEO of W. Wall & Company in Asheville, North Carolina. And you're listening to Strategic Investor Radio on (laughs) octalkradio.net. According to the consulting firm Strategic Capital Allocation Group, every decade since 1900 has experienced at least one bear market, and several have experienced as many as three. So how do we protect our principal from these declines without missing the gains when prices rise? At Strategic Investor Radio, we interview asset managers with unique strategies designed to both protect and grow your investments. Investing is not rocket science. It's rocket fuel if you know how to harness it. For podcasts of our interviews, please visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. Hello and welcome back to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net. I'm Charlie Wright and we're talking with Warren Wall, founder and CEO of W. Wall & Company in Asheville, North Carolina. And Warren, we're talking about your uh, investment management strategies and I guess something that we haven't made real clear is uh, you are managing money using these strategies, correct? That is correct. And um, you're doing these in separately managed accounts? Yes, I am. Okay, and so that that's how you do that, and you use a particular uh, custodian for that, and so that all of the assets, as they usually are in separately managed accounts, are in the name of the client, and you are directing the investments. That is correct. Okay, you're not providing signals or anything like that that they would use in their own investing. You're actually managing the money. We offer two services. The one is what we described where we, we handle all of the activity, and management for our customer accounts. But our signals are used by other investment advisors throughout the country. So we do provide and lease our programs to other investment advisors who want to participate in our our proprietary programs. 
Okay. Well, th- thank you for making that clear. So tell us here, what market conditions are best for your strategies and which are worst for your strategies? This is going to be true for any investment strategy we ever would talk about. There are good times and bad times. There's no perfection in any one in one strategy. Specific to trend-following strategies, the, the best two environments that you could be in uh, are uptrends and downtrends. The uptrends you're capturing, uh, hopefully you're capturing the market moves higher. Downtrends, you're hopefully missing most of the market decline, and therefore your capital is preserved uh, to, to get back in the market when you're signaled to get back in. The worst uh, type of uh, market environment to be in with trend following is what we call sideways markets or trendless markets. And that's in a market environment that there's no big move up or down. It's somewhat flat. So the opportunity for gain is not there. Uh, so th- that's, that's the, the environment we'd rather not be in. Yeah, and so I'm sure 2011 was a challenging year for you, and there were times during 2014 where it was probably very challenging, because we had a tendency to get, we got whipsawed a couple of times in 2014, and 2011 was just basically a flat year. Correct, absolutely. And and so what you like are trends. They can be up or they can be down. Now, if the trends are down, can you and do you go to cash? We do indeed, and that's where we, if you will, add our value to the investor. The traditional investor who is a buy-and-hold investor will suffer, if we're going through a down market period, typically will suffer uh, losses, and, and sometimes tremendous losses. Uh, going back to uh, you know the last 13, 14 years, we've had two major market declines of, of approaching 50% each, and a buy and hold investor would have to would ride through that kind of decline, or worse yet, go through the decline and bail out because of the emotional, negative emotional impact of seeing their accounts drop and not be back in the game when it comes back higher. Okay. Now, I presume that you are, are using, and again, no one wants you to reveal any secret sauce uh, recipes here, but I presume that you're using the normal kinds of indicators and signals of moving averages, MACD, those kinds of things, stochastics, etc. Well, there, there's uh, the old adage of keeping it simple and stupid, right? And right. So his principle, I think, works very well with trend following. There are really there are a number of good and proven market trend indicators, moving averages uh, that are you know that many of us have heard about before the 200-day, the 50-day, the 20-day moving averages are just one of several tools that an investor could uh, refer to or look to to define market trend. The trick, of course, is knowing how those tools have worked historically and finding a comfort level that allows you to continue to work with those same tools even when the times get tough. Because if you don't understand how those tools work in all market periods, then the temptation for many would be to bail out of using them when, when they're not working. 
and, and unfortunately, that's usually just before they start working again. <laughs> right, right. And we, we've all been there, haven't we, who yeah. use those kinds of tools. Uh, Absolutely. Very challenging. But, but it can be uh, frustrating when uh, the, the, the signal is wrong three or four times in a row. Absolutely. And so the, the, you probably are nailing, or in my view, you're nailing the number one problem of any management system. There are going to be periods, or, or strategies, there are periods of time when they will not work as well as they have historically. That doesn't mean you abandon it. It just means that it's one of the strategies, hopefully, in a diversified mix of strategies, that when it's not working, hopefully your other strategies are. Yeah, and that's an excellent point, that no single strategy is going to work in every single market. So if you have various strategies, you have a greater opportunity of uh, making things work. Absolutely. This is how we run our practice, that there is no, uh, there is no number one strategy. There are a, a multitude of strategies that we use, and all of them are tactical-based, but they all operate differently during different market periods. So what you offer is a diversification of strategy versus a, just a diversification of asset class. That's correct. And there, there is a lot to be said for that, no question about it. Uh, so tell us, um, in regards to your strategies here, Warren, what keeps you awake at night? Hmm, boy, that's a good question. I, I, I was a stockbroker back in the early 80s, and it was the October of 87 collapse when the market dropped over 20% in one day, just, just from a complete uh, market failure in my view, that no strategy is going to protect you against. So, uh, you know, a complete market collapse uh, of order taking in the background that is, you know, that swamps the system or the computer-traded uh, systems that could force a number of cells that uh, can collapse a market, at least in the short term, are, are, are certainly part of my concerns. And and you use the stop losses in what you do? Well, uh, if you think of what a, a trend-following system is, it, it is a stop-loss system. It's defines, it defines where you buy. It defines where you sell, and so therefore it provides you a stop loss. Do I override that trend following stop loss? No, I don't. I, I follow it. But what can happen is that in a trend following system like in 87, when the market drops 20% in one day, it, it, back in those days we were limited to mutual funds. And in a mutual fund, you can only trade at the close of the day right. or get out at the close of the day. So you literally had to sit there and watch uh, the market deterioration, you know, loss, and, and, and only could respond to that at the close of the day. There was no way to circumvent or, or to – even if it had been a stock, it was so rapid and so quick. Yeah. You, you couldn't have gotten out anyway, really and, and nobody would have bought it. So the execution would not have been there. There's no question that's about right. it here. That's right. So yeah. 
that's that's true for trend following, buy and hold. I mean, those are the kind of markets that are just horrifying for anybody. For but, but for a trend follower, that's one. The other is if you have a prolonged period of time where you're trendless, and and that means that you have to be extraordinarily patient, and you may have to take some small losses. Uh, while while getting what we call chopped around, but with the understanding that that is that is what can happen, and uh, it is just part of the price that that you pay to be uh, in a in an investment approach designed to minimize risk. And, uh, that's easy to say, <laughs> but when the client is sitting across the table and the market was up 32% and you weren't close to that, it's harder to, harder to talk about, isn't it? Well, and, 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 you know, you, that, that, and again, that's going to be true for any strategy. It, it, yeah, it, yeah, that, that is, no question uh, about it. But, we're comparing uh, everything to the market return without understanding or having an expectation of what the fair comparison model should be, then there could be um, dis, there could be dissatisfaction. Right. Now, something we haven't heard yet, uh, Warren, how old is your oldest model here? Uh, our oldest model actually goes back to, let's see here, I don't have it in front of me, but about 13 years now. Oh, that's excellent. That's much, much older than most tactical-type strategies. Right. Uh, you were really in the forefront of starting those, so we've got to uh, congratulate you for recognizing the importance of that, and that was well before the 2008 uh, financial meltdown. So uh, that, that was good timing. Thank you. It was a, an interesting time for me. I'd only uh, I'd been a, a stockbroker for a few years, and I attended a Tony Robbins uh, motivational workshop, of all things, and at that workshop I met a uh, a hedge fund manager, this was in 1999, who agreed to train 20 of us in his strategies. And, and what those strategies ended up being were uh, variations of trend-following strategies. But it opened my eyes for the first time to a different way of viewing investing and, more importantly, viewing risk, because up until that time, the primary training as an advisor and a broker that I had gotten was that you, the, only, the best you could hope to do is to diversify and buy and hold uh, investments. And he showed me um, how that was not true. And uh, so for that, I'm, I'm ever grateful. Yeah, that, that, that's quite a story. And uh, most of the, the, the retail financial world has not moved on from that buy and hold theory. Uh, modern portfolio theory and buy and hold, and uh, they're sticking. That's their story, and they're sticking to it here. Well, well it is interesting, it, it, and that that you know that drumbeat is even louder because we've been on a yes. market. That's right. Where you can you can lay claim that if you just threw the darts and held during the six year period, uh, you did great. But we know in this world and in this investment history of you know what happens that will change. And ideally, the time that people are looking at alternatives that will minimize risk is now. Yeah, it's like Warren Buffett says, you don't know who's swimming naked until the tide goes out. 
<laughs> and uh, no question about it, uh, when you have nothing but a bull market, that's, that's uh, you know, people expect it to continue. What book on investing? Uh, we, we asked this question to all of our uh, interviewees here, Warren. What book on investing would you recommend to our listeners? Well, I'll, I'll give you two names by the same author. And this is a gentleman, his name is John K. Cisnoe. Uh John uh, wrote two books. Let's see here. Now, they're, they're a bit dated, but the reason I'm referring them to you is that they were just absolutely inspirational for me. They were kind of an easy read, explaining a difficult concept and making it easier to understand. You can. I'm pretty sure you can go online and still find these, but... Uh, Everything You Know About Investing is Wrong is a title of one of the books. Uh, and uh, the other is Lasting Wealth is a Matter of Timing. These are two excellent books. John was one of the founders of an association organization I belong to called the National Association of Active Investment Managers. Sure, we know name word very well. Oh, wonderful. So John was one of the early founders. He wrote these two books, and when I was kind of a newbie uh, in the organization, I bought them. And for me, it was a a real eye-opener. Well, thank you. Those are books we haven't had recommended before, so we appreciate those recommendations. So what is your contact information if people would like uh, to pursue this uh, here, Warren? Well, whether they want to work with me or not, I I would encourage them to go to my website and open up uh, one of the I had a workshop that I did that really goes into a lot more definitive detail for them to understand what's working in the investment arena today and you can go to walco w-a-l-l-c-o dot com go to the news tab and go down to presentations and at that, you'll see I, I teach courses at the local university to adult education clients or, or people uh, about investment strategy. And in that course, I share specific details of strategy that they could uh, hopefully take from the class and walk out and begin to implement. There are some PDFs attached to that course that you can print off online to follow. There are three items there, and then that's about a 30-minute workshop, and would highly encourage your listeners to, to take a peek at that. Hey, well, thank you very much, uh, Warren. That, that, that's an excellent idea, and I've been on your website, and it contains a lot of good information. would recommend to anybody to go on there, and if anybody would like to contact us about uh, wallco.com or Warren Wall and his service, please send us an email message at info at strategicinvestorradio.com. So, Warren, uh, a parting thought for our listeners here. Stick with your plan. <laughs> uh, uh, well, that's, uh, you know, I guess the number one thing I could tell you is that there is no perfection, but once you have a strategy, stay with it. Yeah, a lot to be said for that, no question about it. And, and as soon as something doesn't work three or four times and we stop doing it, that was the time we needed to apply it, right? There you go. There so that, that's how we have all found it. Well, Warren, thank you very much. This has been very interesting and enlightening. We've been talking with Warren Wall, founder and CEO of W. Wall & Company in Asheville, North Carolina. This is Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio. We wish you happy and productive investing. 
You've been listening to The Strategic Investor, your source for compelling investment strategies from some of the most productive asset managers in the industry. For unique investment strategies, visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. Investing is not rocket science. Charlie Wright is an investment advisor representative with PartnerVest Advisory Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. The views and opinions expressed by our guests are for informational purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the views of PartnerVest Advisory Services, LLC, or Charlie Wright. PartnerVest and our guests are unaffiliated companies. No information in this discussion is intended to provide investment, tax, or legal advice to any person, nor is it an offer to sell any security.